Sports fans rejoice. You're listening to my team, my voice with MTMB Sports. Want to stay up to date with Yankees baseball? Listen to Bronx Bombers Beat with me, Nate Shelton, every Monday right here on MTMV. Sports fans rejoice. My team, my voice. Hey, how y'all doing? This is Rick Sincere with Track Stuff. Well, I'm sorry, with MTMV Sports, and I'm super, super geeked um, to be here getting some expert fantasy advice from one of the fantasy gurus that are out there. I'm Anthony Servino. Um, Doc, how are you doing today? Introduce yourself to the people. Oh, my name is Anthony Servino. I'm a head writer over at GridironExperts.com. I also am the the co-founder and uh, the co-host of the FF Faceoff Fantasy Football Podcast. Uh, we are a live stream on YouTube. Uh, we're on iTunes and pretty much anywhere else a podcast uh, is hosted. And we also have a website at fffaceoff.com. Awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter at the Real NFL Guru and also the show at the FF Faceoff. So, look, I- I'll say this, man. I, I know that we, you know kind of painstakingly study, you know, who's going to be good this week, who's going to be awesome. Um, but you never know who's going to really pop off. Um, this week, we kind of got some surprises. Who really shocked you this week? Whose production kind of blew you out of the water this week? Well, you know, Calvin Ridley, I, I mean, he's almost like a no-brainer answer yes. to this question. Yes. Well, you know, Calvin Ridley, he kind of – started slow, as did the Falcons' offense, and then scored his first career touchdown last week, and then all of a sudden in week three, he, he blows up. He's everything that, that we've expected from him, being the top wide receiver off the board. But, yeah, I, I didn't think he was going to blow up like this, and, and it makes me think how good this Falcons' offense can be now that they have a legitimate wide receiver, too, with Julio Jones. Now, can I, can I confess something? I'm one of those people who dropped Calvin Ridley after week one. Wow. I know. And, and I should have known better than that. I should have known better, but I dropped him right after week one. And, it, um, man, I, you, you can't believe what I went through on Sunday. It was incredible. Um, did anybody else shock you? Anybody else surprise you? You know, you have the usual suspects leading the fantasy leaderboards with the quarterbacks, but, you know, Josh Allen, I don't think anybody expected his performance against the Vikings defense. I don't think anybody expected the the Vikings to just collapse, especially not in week three against the Bills at home. That That was shocking. But, yeah, Josh Allen, he's beginning to look like he could be a legitimate player in the league in his rookie year, I know Sam Darnold had the hot start, but he's kind of fizzled out. And now Josh, Josh Allen, you know, in his first half of play when he came in for Nathan Peterman, Allen still played well, even though the Bills lost. And then all of a sudden he's just, you know, puts up about 28 fantasy points, 27 fantasy points last week against what could be the best defense in the NFL. Right. That was extremely shocking, which leads me to another rookie quarterback who really popped off this week in Baker Mayfield. How much do you believe in that situation? 
you know, I'm a big believer in Tyrod Taylor, and the fact that he hasn't transitioned well to the Browns, it makes me think that maybe he's not the right quarterback to be in a Todd Haley offense. Back in week one, he only completed 15 of, I believe, 40 passes. Tyrod Taylor is not a quarterback to throw the ball 30, 40 times a game. He's just not that guy. He's going to be more efficient on, on 25 attempts. And from what we've seen out of Baker Mayfield and Hard Knocks, if you watch Hard Knocks and, and all of his preseason resume, is this team rallies around him. They believe in Baker Mayfield, and he provides a spark. What's really impressive is Baker Mayfield got zero reps with the first-team offense whatsoever until his first regular season appearance. He had no reps in practice, no reps in the preseason, none. And comes out, and, and they all just kind of rallied around him. And I think what Baker Mayfield's going to do is he's going to light a spark, and David Njoku, he looks like he's going to be a player for Baker Mayfield, and, of course, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, I saw both of those guys come alive. As soon as he stepped on the field, I really saw them come alive, and I saw maybe one play from Njoku that made me make him a, a waiver-wire target. I'm surprised he was on the waivers for him, believe it or not. Yeah, he was. He, he in that league. I, I think they, you know, what I mean, just people kind of are going based on just simple production. It was, it's not a you know true experts league, and so um yeah, he was right there on, on the waiver wire for me, and so um a definite pickup. My question is this: um, who disappointed you this week? Well, I guess one of the biggest disappointments, and I, it's not a surprise, is D, D, uh, David Johnson. I don't know what is going on in Arizona, but, you know, David Johnson was a top-four pick in most fantasy formats, PPR, Standard, Dynasty. David Johnson was a top-four pick. And the fact that we're three weeks into the year, he's barely getting touches. They're taking him off the field at, at crucial times. You know, people want to want to move David Johnson and I think it has to be only a matter of time before he catches fire or he gets used. Otherwise, you, the offensive coordinator out in Arizona, Mike McCoy, he's been fired from his last job or two in the NFL. And a big reason why is because of the running back usage. And I'm not sure he's long for a job. And if he is, then David Johnson is going to struggle. Are you somebody who's buying low on David Johnson right now? Yes just for the fact that he is David Johnson and he has to come on eventually. Mm, okay. Um, is there anybody else who kind of like just shocked you with their low level of production this week? You know, Antonio Brown, he had, mm. he made the one play, but he only finished with 11 fantasy points. And with the way that Juju Smith Schuster is playing, you can make the case that it wouldn't surprise me at this point if Juju Smith-Schuster led that team in receiving. And that's a bold prediction, a bold call. But Juju Smith-Schuster is very much for real. And if the Steelers are willing to move Le'Veon Bell, and if the Steelers begin to lose football games, they could very well blow this whole thing up. Mm. And keep your young core keep James Washington and Ryan Switzer and Juju Smith-Schuster as your wide receivers, and you move your Le'Veon Bell, you move Antonio Brown. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Mike Tomlin was on the hot seat, as well as a lot of the superstars who are getting big contracts, because let's face it, they're paying a lot of money to players, 
and not winning championships. Do you think, like, is Juju Smith-Schuster a real wide receiver one right now? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely is. And he seems like he's Ben's go-to guy right now. Mm. Mm. That feels bad, at least a little bit for the people who picked Antonio Brown number one overall. And, and I think um, Antonio Brown will be fine. But you have to think about all of all of the different scenarios that can come about because this has been a weird season so far and a weird off season. So it wouldn't really surprise me if we've seen an Antonio Brown get moved at some point, at least in the off season, if not now. Mm, okay. I mean, I heard, you You know, everybody saw the Twitter um, situation where he kind of, you know, basically responded to a fan by saying, if you don't think I can be as productive on another team, trade me and see, right? Um, I heard his locker room um, rant. That was a little bit, you know, that was a little bit troubling and disturbing, and I thought it may hurt his production, but I didn't know for sure. Um, but we saw, you know, Juju's kind of stepping up, and he is kind of becoming that guy. Yeah, you know, if clip. you want to – Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, staying with the Steelers with a disappointment is James Conner, nine-and-a-half fantasy points in standard leagues. And I know he had the two big games to open up. And then you have the, the Le'Veon Bell trade rumors. That, and this is another reflection on the Steelers. What if James Conner is just another running back? And then you move Le'Veon Bell, and what are you left with? James Conner and Steven Ridley. So there's a lot of questions to be answered following a Steelers win, and they just squeak by. Yeah, yeah, because Fitzmagic was on his way back. So here's my question. Um, who are some of the guaranteed producers this week based on matchups? Like you look at the matchups coming up next week, who are some of the people who you're like, man, I guarantee, or, or at least I can have a lot of confidence in these particular people producing next week? You know, it's hard to call anything a guarantee anymore in fantasy football. True. <laughs> True. But, but who do you have confidence in? You know, my my most confident players right now, uh, I would say Will Fuller, because every time he's on the field with Deshaun Watson, it seems like their connection is magical. Their connection is is just as good as Deshaun Watson's connection with with DeAndre Hopkins. And Will Fuller has a little bit of a bad rap. He has a little bit of an injury bug already, and he's only been in the league a few years. But any time he, he catches the football, he makes a play. And for a player that you could have gotten in the seventh or eighth round, he's going to return at least wide receiver two numbers this year. So I would say any time, especially in a matchup against the Colts, I think Will Fuller could have an absolutely big game once again. Love the Fuller play. Love the Fuller play. Is there anybody you see struggling this week based on the matchups? You know, let's let's take it to the Thursday night football game. You have the, the Rams and and the Vikings, and the Vikings are coming off that, that terrible game we talked about against the Bills. And can we see a, a player like Jared Goff, who's off to a great start, struggle? And I'm going to say yes. And I'm a big Jared Goff guy, and I believe Jared Goff is one of the most disrespected players in fantasy football. He's available on a lot of waiver wires right now for whatever reason. I don't know. 
But the only time that we've seen Jared Goff take on the, the Minnesota Vikings, it was last year in the regular season. And I'm, I'm talking about regular season, not playoffs here. Put up 12.1 fantasy points. And I have a feeling that's exactly what we're going to get something, a lower productive game, because the Minnesota Vikings, I expect them to bounce back in a game that I'm going to call a must-win in week four for the Minnesota Vikings, because you can't lose against the, the Buffalo Bills. You can't tie the Green Bay Packers and then go on and lose again. That's basically three games without a win. And for a team that is expected to make a, a Super Bowl run, that can't happen. So I expect his defense to step up and maybe, you know, Stifle Jared Goff and, and let Todd Gurley beat you. Here's my thing. In that same game, let's let's dig a little deeper in that game. Kirk Cousins had a phenomenal week last week, and I, he just basically blew everything out of the water. And then this week he came back with that dud in, in, in this game against Buffalo. What do you see for Kirk Cousins next week? You know, the biggest knock on Kirk Cousins is that he struggles in big games. And he looked like he was going to turn that around against the Green Bay Packers, but it turned into a tie. And a tie is not a win, it's a tie. So, yeah, I'm going to call that you're still not over the hump, Kirk Cousins. And now you have a red-hot Rams team coming in, the Rams team where, where last year you struggled just as much as Jared Goff. Now, given Kirk Cousins still played with the, with the, with, with the Washington Redskins, but he was a great quarterback with the Redskins. And now you're going to go on Thursday night football prime time in a spot that I'm going to call and get a must win. I, I think Kirk Cousins has to play well, and I think he'll deliver. I'm not going to say he's going to give you a 30-point, you know, three or four touchdown, 400-yard game, but I think Kirk Cousins can give you a good 275 yards and two touchdowns against the defense. Because Marcus Peters, there's no guarantee he's going to play and unless I'm, a, you know, he's trending towards an inactive designation with a calf injury. And that's mm. a big loss for the Rams. That is a huge loss because one of uh, Stefan Diggs or Adam Thielen is going to have an easier defender than Marcus Peters if Peters doesn't play. And I found that same game, Akeem Tlaib went, went out for a second. I don't know what the severity of that injury is, but Akeem Tlaib went out as well. And so it may be, you know, easy sledding a little bit. I wouldn't call anything easy against the Rams because of their <laughs> pass rush. True, true, true. But I think Kirk Cousins will have a better game in the end than Jared Goff. Okay. I give you that. Let me ask you this. Um, so we have Kirk Cousins. We got a, a beat on that. Um, let's talk about an old Ram just for really, really quick. Did you um, see Sammy Watkins this week or in the week before? Um, and, and do you believe in him? No, this is, it's funny you ask the question because Sammy Watkins has been one of the biggest topics of conversation on my show at the FF Faceoff. And, you know, everybody talked him up to be their wide receiver one because he signed that big $16 million a year deal. And I'm a believer in, in Tyree Kill. I've always believed in Tyree Kill. And, mm. uh, you know, I, I, I like to say I was one of the early ones who believed that he was a true wide receiver one because he's a special player. But now you have a player like Sammy Watkins coming along, and he was in great matchups. You know, let's face it, the San Francisco 49ers can't stop many people in, in their defensive secondary. So it's not a really a surprise that, that Sammy Watkins has been playing well. But now you have a Denver Broncos defense coming, 
And they're not the Broncos of old, but they are still a very good defense. And I want to see Sammy Watkins do it against them. Because I know what Tyreek Hill can do against them. I know Tyreek Hill has gone off quite a few times against the Broncos. So I think it's going to be more of a Tyreek Hill game than Watkins. I think Tyreek Hill is going to ultimately outscore Watkins in the end of the year. But Watkins will be an efficient or a more efficient fantasy football player than he's ever been this year with the Chiefs. So we're calling him um, a fringe wide receiver one or a solid wide receiver two? I would say a solid or to back-end wide receiver, too. Like I okay. said, I need to see it in a tough matchup. And against these Broncos, that will solidify his spot for you? Yeah. Yes, it will. Okay. Okay. I can rock with that. Um, now let's talk sleepers. Are there any sleepers this week, people who, you know, you just don't really see kind of, you know, coming alive? Any, any sleepers that we can look out for this week? You know, it, it's tough. Without Jimmy Garoppolo, that was the, the catastrophic injury for the 49ers. Yes. It's going to be tough for their weapons to to really, you know, return the fantasy value that we thought they would with Jimmy. But I think C.J. Beathard going into his second year in the league, second year in Kyle Shanahan's offense, and the second year with Marquise Goodwin and Pierre Garçon and George Kittle – it wouldn't surprise me if C.J. Beathard had a really strong game this week. There's going to be very likely no Joey Bosa for the Chargers. He's not expected to return until October. So that's going to soften up their pass rush. And I think a very under-the-radar player is going to be C.J. Beathard. And let's throw Marquise Goodwin there, too. The Chargers are all beat up on defense, losing two guys. Uh, two starters in their defensive secondary in the preseason. So I think this is the right matchup and the right game for C.J. Beathard and a, a Marquise Goodwin combination to see what they're going to be for the rest of the year. It wouldn't surprise me if, if they were your sleepers this week. Now, I kept seeing um, – I, I see a few different things, right? We talked about Tariq Hill early, and you said you were a really early believer in Tariq Hill, and, and I can ride that train. I can absolutely say yeah, I was a really early believer. He was so fast, so in- you know, just so explosive, man. I just saw something special there. I see something very similar in another player in Miami, in Jakeem Grant. Um, oh, I love that. I love it. Is, is, is he, like, is he somebody we should, like, buy into or, like, um, just keep an eye on? What, what's going on with Jakeem Grant and their usage of him in that offense? I would say it, with Jakeem Grant, it depends on how deep, the leagues you're playing in, if you're playing in a 10- or a 12-man league, most likely you're just keeping an eye on Jakeem Grant right now. But if you're playing in a 14- or a 16-team league with a big bench, Jakeem Grant is very much a rosterable player. I'm picking him up this week. But my biggest worry about Jakeem Grant is targets. Because Mm. the Dolphins, they're 3-0, and it's a passing league. But Ryan Tannehill... He hasn't thrown more than 28 passes in a game. And mm. now you have Devontae Parker, who I don't believe in whatsoever, yeah. but he's still a body, and Kenny Stills, and, and Albert Wilson is getting into the action, and Mike Gusecki at tight end, and the list goes on with, with pass catchers in Miami. And I think it's going to be a pass catcher committee more so than anybody really breaking out. Maybe Kenny Stills, but if there is somebody aside from Kenny Stills that's going to break out, it's Jakeem Grant or Albert Wilson. Mm. Okay. So you're keeping an eye on both of those guys. Yes. 
Yeah, because Albert wow. Wilson, they're using him as a running back as well. He's almost like a Tavon Austin in Miami. Mm. That's another name I see. It. Well, that's another name I've, I've kept an eye on for a second. He scored two touchdowns in two consecutive weeks, Tavon Austin. I don't, I don't know what to do there. I don't know whether to believe in that or not. You know, I'm a Cowboys fan. And okay. <laughs> I, I'm okay. so up in the air about Tavon Austin because they brought him in for nothing, and they are in desperate need of, of a pass catcher because nobody is, is working out so far. But Tavon Austin, he's very gadgety. And the way that they're using him, I mean, he scored on a big, big touchdown play through the air from Dak Prescott two weeks ago. And last week in Seattle, he ran the ball. And I'm not sure what platforms you're playing in, but I know Tavon Austin it can be used as a wide receiver or a running back. So if yeah. you're in one of those deeper leagues I was talking about and you could, you could roster Tavon Austin, I might do it just in case the Cowboys offense begins to pick it up. Tavon's going to be a big part of it. But, and the fact yeah. that you can use him at two positions is outstanding. I love that. I love that utility type of player. Yeah, yeah, he is one of those utility players, and um, we've had that in the past. And you know what I mean? Yeah, time on Montgomery. Yeah, now we're back in that situation where I, I would definitely use a roster spot on somebody like that. Um, man, this this has been incredible. The information is awesome. Um, do me a favor one more time. Tell everybody where they can find you, um, where they can find your shows, where they can find your podcast, and how they can get more of this awesome information. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at the real NFL guru. You can find you can follow the podcast at the FF Face Off. Now, the both the show handle and the Twitter handle. I can be found on all the social media uh, yeah, publications, whether it's uh, Facebook. You can just you know friend me there. I don't I don't really you know have a, a separate personal page. Football is kind of my life, so just friend me at, at Anthony Servino if you really wanted to, and talk football on Facebook and Instagram too. But, um, you know, as far as the FF face-off, uh, we can be found everywhere, even on Pinterest. But mostly, you know, the iTunes, Google, Amazon, Alexa, and the live stream on YouTube. And then my content, my written content, the bulk of it is over at gridironexperts.com, where I do a weekly sleepers column that comes out every Friday. That's awesome. All right. Thank you so much. All right, to everybody listening, this is Rick Sincere with MTMV Sports. This is your fantasy expert help for this week, man. I hope you listen to this, use this, and suck less at fantasy. All right? (laughs) Have a great one. God bless. Hey, everybody. It's your boy, Damo. For all of you who listen to The Outsider's Edge and you own an Android device, do me a favor. Go over to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app now. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android devices. You can search for the podcast you want to listen to, select them as your favorites, and have them just a click away. So make sure you set Trackstar Sports as a favorite so you can listen to the newest episodes of The Outsider's Edge each and every Thursday. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic, and it's available now for your Android device. Go get it.